0: Welcome to Metcast, the official podcast of Manchester Metropolitan University. The Commonwealth Games has officially kicked off, and this year the competition will be held locally in Birmingham. One athlete hoping to make her mark this year is Adele Nickel, a former psychology student and sports scholar at Manchester Metropolitan University. We last spoke to Adele while she was out in Beijing, competing at the Winter Olympics with the British bobsleigh team. Now, fast forward five months, Adele is on the summer sports stage, about to represent Wales in the shot put at the Commonwealth Games. Adele made her mark as a senior athlete earlier this year, when she won gold at the British Championships. In this episode, we caught up with Adele just before she headed into the holding camp for this year's Commonwealth Games. So, yeah, welcome back to Metcast. So I think since last time we spoke, things have moved on. A lot of things have happened. You've been really busy. Um, And the last time we spoke, you was actually in Beijing at the Winter Olympics, acting as a reserve for the British bobsleigh team there. How was that experience?
1: Beijing was just, you know, it was another level of my kind of experience in the sporting world. I was at the largest scale and event in the world so it was um, definitely an experience I hadn't had before and obviously with it being in Covid there was a lot of differences to what I believe usually happens so I think that that was quite a unique one I don't think that'll ever be the same again for, for hopefully good reasons you know hopefully everyone is back to normal socialising there wasn't as much socialising going on at this last Games um, we were socializing within our teams and you know, there was just a limited interaction with other nations. Yeah, I had a great time.
0: Good, good. I'm glad. So since you've been back from Beijing, you've kind of gone back to where you started with your athletics, doing your shot put, and you went to the British Athletics Championships, which was actually in Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah. Um just a couple of weeks ago and came out British champion. Did you expect that? I mean, obviously you don't go in not hoping to win, but was it kind of a shock to to come out as British champion?
1: Yeah, I don't think that I'd anticipated winning. I had gone there very much determined to come away with a medal. I've had seven bronze medals from British championships in the past, so I did really want to better that. And um, if I could go and get a silver, I would have been happy with that. But to go and really be competitive and you know show on the day that it doesn't matter where you're ranked going into that competition because people have done that at so many different times during the season that that distance that's on paper it's about putting it all together and executing it at a championships or at the competition that it matters so for me to go there and come away with the gold was an amazing achievement for me and hopefully a step forwards in the right direction in terms of my career as a senior athlete it was like a very very nice feeling to know I pushed through that grey area of not really having a place in the senior ranks and it's nice to know that now I can turn up and I can go there and not rule myself out of any of that.
0: Absolutely I'm sure you've got a few of the athletes uh, quivering a little bit now that they might not get where they want to be they've got like a new kind of competitor haven't they um and obviously you you know you transitioned quite quickly there from doing a winter sport of bobsleigh into um the shot put so what did you have to do in between that time did you have to you know train differently at all
1: I think from the outside the events look very dissimilar but really they are just power events so the gym work that goes on behind the scenes is very very interlinked it's about being smart with the training in in the way that you structure it throughout the year so periodization is massive in terms of managing two sports and also just being able to compartmentalize your life you know I came back from the games in February I went to a driving school in March for the bobsleigh which was amazing had a great time after March then and in April I immediately went to an athletics training camp so I went from being in Lake Placid which was minus degrees. It was very, very, very cold in Lake Placid in March. And then I went to Turkey in April. Massive, you know, difference in climates there. And I was then training for a different sport. So it's about being able to compartmentalize your life if you want to manage different things. And it's about saying, okay, well, that was great. That's that done now, put that to the side, okay? And then you're moving this part over and this is now the focus. And neither completely goes, but you're just focus shifts
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you said last time, actually, that by doing the bobsleigh training and being there, it actually kind of had improved your shot point, even though you weren't doing the actual throwing, just kind of obviously building that strength had improved. And I guess you you proved that, didn't you, by going and winning the gold? Exactly. And, you know, I... Only
1: I knew what I'd been doing day in, day out and like the results that I was seeing in the gym and how my body was feeling. So as much as I could tell people, honestly, the bobsleigh training is helping. I am so strong. I'm so powerful right now, like more than I've ever been. I I know it's going to help the shot. And you can say that. To a certain extent for people to believe you but for them to actually put that into action and people see that you're now throwing much further after going and trying a different sport and training for that for six months predominantly over the winter and then you shift your focus back to athletics it's you know it's a big cycle but they both complement each other so well and I think we should really be encouraging this transfer of skills because we could see some amazing athletes
0: and I think you know to get into bobsleigh specific shape you have to lose two and a half stone which is An incredible change to your body that you had to do, and that was quite drastic. I'm guessing you've not had to make any more drastic changes to come back into the summer sports.
1: No, no more drastic changes. It's just allowed me the flexibility of building my strength because I am somebody that is able to build muscle mass quite quickly and strength quite quickly. So now it's when I was having to stay under a certain weight for bobsleigh, it was a case of I wasn't able to have as much muscle mass as I could have. So I ended up being. I'd say I, I was skinnier then and I'm heavier now, but I'm stronger in terms of my muscle mass now. Like, so right now, the only difference is that I'm not in a calorie deficit. I am able to fuel my body properly and I'm seeing strength gains because of that, uh, which is great because it was just so difficult for me to maintain that weight. And it wasn't optimum, I'd say. I think it was about three or four kilos under what was optimum for me. For performance, like if you want to see the strongest performance from me, I'd say that where I'm at right now, maybe a couple of kilos lighter for bobsleigh, just for speed,
0: would be optimum. But I was probably half a
1: stone under being what was performance optimum for me for that season.
0: God, and is that the reason for you, you know, changing your role now on um, the bob
1: um, do you know what it was it, it was a challenge that I I enjoyed at the time like I did really enjoy it it was um something I had to focus on every single day like people don't realize when it's that much of a struggle for you to stay that that kind of weight for for your sport like boxers and fighters will will be the same you wake up every single day and it's on your it's on the forefront of your mind like every single decision you make like I'd be having to go out late at night, doing steps at like 10 8, ten p.m. in the snow just to get some extra steps in to try and stay under that weight and sit in boiling hot baths, trying to sweat weight out the week of a race. So yeah, it's um, part of my journey that I think I'm so proud of because it showed my discipline and it showed my mental toughness as an athlete to be able to have a goal, focus on it and get get the job done and get to that point even though it was extremely difficult. But going forward now, I have those tools to do that, but I can probably do it a little bit more comfortably now.
0: Obviously, you know, you've won the championships. You've just been to represent Great Britain in the Windsor Olympics. Now you're going to represent Wales at the Commonwealth Games, which I'm guessing was a no-brainer for them to select you for that. Yeah, wow. I mean,
1: you'd like to think so, but honestly, at this point, Selection was really difficult. And it was right down to the very last kind of week that I found out that I was going to the games because that the team size had been massively reduced. And again, another thing, sport politics that people don't necessarily see is that it it wasn't just the athletics team that were given a certain number. What happens is the teams, so Team England, Team Wales, they'll get a team size for all sports. So for instance, Any individual sports people, so gymnastics, boxing, judo, athletics, swimming, those sports, for instance, would be given, say, 100 places for Team Wales and they would be ranked against each other. I might have qualified, like I I did multiple times, but if the swimmers, boxers, judo and gymnasts all ranked above me in their respective fields they would all be selected before me and then it would be a case of I would only get selected if there was space then in that whole 100 team size so you could qualify and not go which is what happened to me in Gold Coast in
0: 2018. Oh yeah I didn't realise that's how it happened you would think that each individual sport had a certain amount of people going wouldn't you?
1: Yeah so there's no set amount until everyone until the qualification periods have ended and then you can see what people have done from different sports then you can figure out the team size for each sport individually but it's a every man for himself kind of thing in an Mm. individual sport and you can qualify and not go it's really savage and it's hard because there's people that would deserve to be there and wouldn't be there and it's just one of those things it's it's things that people don't see that you have to deal with in sport
0: yeah and I guess that these challenges that you like you say you know that happened to you with the gold coast how do you manage those do you find it easy to kind of get over and come back from
1: it's no I don't find it easy but it's one that has massively shaped me into the athlete that I am now and has helped build the resilience up that I have now and I find that any situation that I'm presented with now I am a problem solver So now if someone's presenting me with something that is an adversity I will immediately think of ways that I can overcome that and if there isn't a way to overcome that because sometimes it's about controlling the controllables and if a decision isn't in your hands you have to kind of accept that and I think I've gotten really good recently at accepting things that I can't change and then focusing on the things that I can change.
0: Yeah of course. And obviously, like you say you know you didn't find out you was going to the games um until quite late on, so what have your preparations been like?
1: Well, this is the thing you've always got to prepare like you're going to be there, which is difficult then because mentally obviously you're preparing to be there, but then if you were told you're not going and you've just spent your entire life planning on being there, it's hard. but luckily for me, I was selected, and it is it's such an honor to be able to go to be going to my first games. They've just added a qualification round in on Tuesday, on the 2nd, on the morning. And then the 3rd of August, on the Wednesday evening, would be the shot put final. So obviously that is the main goal.
0: Amazing. Well, that was going to be one of the questions, you know, going into it. Like you say, you didn't expect to win the gold as much as you hoped for it. So going in now, if you kind of raise the bar
1: massively you know I'm I'm seeing in training and in competition now that I'm in good shape I know that I can go there and I can better my performance from British Championships I know that there's more in there this season and it is about going there and just putting myself in the best place possible today is my last day of talking to anybody about this because I've been non-stop talking about it and now you know after today it's okay Shut down now, I'm probably gonna remove myself off of some social media next week, so we go into holding camp on Monday um so that'll be at the veil, vale. and then I'll probably just remove myself and just get my head in the game a little bit.
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that that's another side to athletics that people don't well, just being an athlete, you know it's as much as the physical training, you've got to get your head mentally in it as well, haven't you? Yeah. Is that a big part of kind of the week before? is that kind of what you focus on more than physical yeah. training?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, with sport and any physical training, you're not going to make massive gains in a couple of weeks. So all the work has been done. We can only now keep ticking over. We're two weeks away. We need to just make sure the body's in the great um, in a great place and we need to make sure the mind is in a great place. And between the two, the most important thing right now is the mind because, you know, we've trained all that we can physically. We just need to make sure that we're wrapping ourselves in bubble wrap and getting ahead in the game. So I need to just take myself away now and just get myself into the same frame of mind that I was during the competition in British Championships. At British Championships, I kind of really saw potential in myself to be able to go into a competition and realise that there was no reason why the competitors would have not beat me that day. And that's the kind of thing I want to now manifest going into this games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like knowing that you know you've done as much as you can do. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, you're in a you're in a good position, and the Commonwealth Games is in Birmingham. So, does it feel good to have you know like an international competition held in your home nation, or do you prefer going away, going abroad?
1: I think for this games, I'm actually very glad that it's a home games because the crowd is going to be great. It's going to be one of the first events post COVID where people can actually go and watch, and there'll be a full stadium and it's something then that's accessible for family and friends you know if it was in australia and gold coast i don't know if family and friends would be able to come to that so for my first games to be at home and it is home for me because i'm a birchfield harrier so birchfield harriers are based in birmingham so it will feel a bit like home so i am really looking forward to it
0: and when this is all over what what happens are you going to have a rest or do you start preparing again for the winter
1: (laughs) yeah so I managed to factor in a holiday. So when I finish in August, I could potentially have a chance of going to the European Championships, which is like five days after Commonwealth Games. So that is potential. If not, what I will do is I'm running a children's summer camp in Mid Wales at the end of August. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. The end of August, I've got testing for bobsleigh. Um, So I have to go down to Bath and push and then they test you and see that you're at a standard where they can license you to compete for the year. September I am going to give myself a break I have booked myself a holiday um, and my birthday's in September so I'm, I'm probably going to use September as like my off season
0: yeah absolutely do you think that it's kind of a sustainable thing to do going forward to do both of them year and year do you think it'll come to a point where you've got to choose or are you just while you can do it you'll just keep doing it?
1: honestly whilst I can I will and I think that what I've shown over the last 12 to 18 months even 24 now it's probably two years on is that people might not think that I can and people might not think it's a good idea but had I have listened to them two years ago or had I listened to them 12 months ago I wouldn't be sat here with the achievements I have now and I just have to be true to myself and I am quite an honest person. If I do feel like it's getting too much, I will just sit down and be like, whoa, something needs to stop now. But I'm very smart at managing my time in terms of, well, now over the summer, yes, I've needed to keep training and keep on top of it for Commonwealth Games, but I've also needed to make sure I've listened to my body and listening to my body is massive for me. So actually the week of British Champs, I wasn't feeling very good at all. I felt so tired because I felt like I'd, I'd been on the go constantly. And I made the decision to not train on two of the days that week, because I just felt like I wasn't going to gain anything from it. My body was telling me I needed to just rest, but at the moment I'm managing it and I'm enjoying it. And that's the main thing. I have goals, you know, I would love 2026. I'd love to be at the winter Olympics as a bobsleigh pilot and 2024. I could be at Paris Summer Olympic Games. It just depends on how my progress goes. And it's not something I'm rushing. I'm very much allowing it to progress naturally and organically, and I'm enjoying the process of that. But the way that it's going, Paris 2024 is not out of the question. 2026 would also be the other Commonwealth Games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible what you're doing really. So you came to Manchester Man, you did your master's in psychology while you were here obviously you competed at books Um, you was on like sports scholarship you were successful in all of those things so how do you think that that you know the course the scholarship the books um competitions how do you think that prepared you for your success now you know has it contributed to your success at all
1: yeah honestly my experience with Manchester Met was so lovely and the fact that I had a lovely experience whilst being a distance learner says something as well because being a distance learner it's very difficult to form bonds and relationships with a university but I felt very supported by the scholarship team and I felt like any question I had any problem I had was dealt with so well and so efficiently and they did look after me and I felt valued by them I felt like they really valued me being an athlete with them especially for Bucks the Bucks was great preparation for major championships because you have qualification days and then you have final days. And that's not something you get at all the competitions in the UK. So having that separation in qualification, having to go there, get the job done, right, go back, rest, prepare for final, that's great preparation for for the Commonwealth Games,
0: especially this year. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Netcast, the official podcast of Manchester Metropolitan University. Your feedback is always welcome, as are much needed reviews and ratings on iTunes. So if you have a moment, please head there and let us know what you think. You can also subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform. That's all for this time though. See you next time.